Well, grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. If you were here for one of the other services this weekend, last night or this morning, you know that we started thinking about wisdom, and that's kind of what we're thinking about this weekend. We focused in the other services, especially on Psalm 111, and the idea that living in wisdom, living wisely, often means also living kind of weird. And as we close out 2023 and welcome 2024, we do it with another psalm in mind, Psalm 90 this time. And it's another psalm which has the idea of wisdom very much in the background of everything it says. The word itself shows up in verse 12, and verse 12 says this, So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. And it's true that we only see the word wisdom, at least in the portion that we read for this evening. We only see it in this one verse, but the idea of wisdom, the idea of being able to number our days, live life and in perspective, and see our lives as in the hands of God, those ideas are all over the place in Psalm 90. And it really is a very appropriate psalm for this time of year, this time of year when we look back on everything that, that 2023 held for us, and we look forward to what might happen in 2024. When we do that, there's often kind of this sense of nostalgia, especially in the, the looking back part. Uh, and that's, that's, a, that's an important idea today, isn't it? It sells an awful lot of movies anymore, <laughs> doesn't it? You've got the Star Wars movies with all the old characters coming back. You've got movies that are set in the 80s and the 90s that remind us what life was like. You've even got another Jurassic Park with Grant and Malcolm and Sattler. It's an exciting time. Nostalgia sells because it brings back to us warm feelings. And yet I think one of the reasons that nostalgia sells so well is that we kind of tend to delude ourselves. Uh, there was a French novelist, and his name was uh, Marcel uh, Pagnol, and he put it this way. He said, the reason people find it so hard to be happy is they always see the past as better than it was, the present as worse than it is, and the future as less resolved than it will be. That's, pretty, pretty, that's put pretty well. And I think that's part of why it's hard for us to be content. It's hard for us to recognize the goodness of the present, and it's hard to us, for us to remember some of the stuff about the past that maybe wasn't so great. The thing about, that's about Scripture, though, is that it doesn't do what we do. It doesn't tend to sugarcoat things, things about the past or things about the present. And Psalm 90 is a great example of Scripture not sugarcoating anything. It puts our lives in perspective. It says this, The days of our life are 70, or even by reason of strength, 80. Yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone, and we fly away. 2023 was one of those 70 or 80 years for every one of us, and 2024 is going to be another one of those 70 or 80 years. And as we get older, those years tend to go faster and faster and faster and faster. So the wisdom that you often hear is that we're supposed to live each day like it's our last. We, we hug the people that we love. We be the people that we want to be. We carpe diem. We seize the day. Those are the kinds of things that I often hear at eulogies, at, at funerals, uh, especially funerals of people who are not Christians. And they aren't necessarily bad things. Let me say that to start off with. They're not necessarily bad things, but I think they're often motivated, especially in the context of a eulogy, they're often motivated, I think, by fear. 
you know, fear of losing life or fear of wasting life, fear of not living our lives well. To truly live life well, to truly live life wisely, you've got to be able to do a couple of things. One thing you've got to be able to do is number your years, but not only number your years, not only re- recognize that life on this earth doesn't go forever, you also got to be able to put that knowledge into the proper perspective. And that's, I think, where, where we sometimes run into issues. I, I got a little bit of a check on my perspective recently um, in, in a couple of different ways. Um, for one thing, uh, he, here at Zion, I just very recently stopped feeling like the new guy. I've been here 10 years now. <laughs> and I just sort of recently was like, oh, I'm not, not really the new guy anymore. That's interesting. That was one way that recently I've kind of had my perspective checked a little bit. This place has been around for a long time. It's a good place to be. The other way I had my perspective checked was uh, uh, I, I traveled to Germany. Some of you know this already. I traveled to Germany over Thanksgiving. And I, I got to go visit this little church in this small town in Germany called Windheim. And uh, I, we went to this, this little town because members of my extended family have been in that little town. They've lived in that village for generations. And, and I got to see the church that they're attending, that they've been attending for many, many years. And we got to walk inside. Uh, very few members of my family from America have actually gotten to go inside the church there. And we got to walk inside and see around. Um, and as we walked through the church, uh, the pastor showed us around and showed us the, the new baptismal font that was there. And I thought back to our baptismal font here that, that was new, I think, in 2004 when we remodeled the church. And uh, we've got the other baptismal font, the older baptismal font over there, which is from, uh, of course, much longer ago than 2004. The new baptismal font in the church in Vintime was from 1510. 500 years, it was a new baptismal font. It was pre-Reformation, when there wasn't a such thing as a Lutheran church, 1510. And so if you've got three generations per 100 years, that's usually about what we figure. That means 15 generations of my family were baptized in that baptismal font. And it makes our congregation's history here at Zion feel a little short, doesn't it? When we can go back to the 1850s and when our new baptismal font is uh, pushing 20 years old right now right? They also, by the way, I should say, had the old baptismal font there, and nobody even knew how old that one was. But Christianity came to Germany in about the 300s, and so it could have easily been another 500 years older than the, the, the new baptismal font, and maybe even a thousand. That's some perspective when you think about it that way. That's some perspective. And we get even more perspective in Psalm 90. If we think that's a long time, our years are 70 or 80. Fifteen generations of my family baptized in the new baptismal font over in Vintheim. Probably another 15 or so baptized, if you count the old baptismal font. But even those thousand years of history are a blink of an eye for God. That's what Psalm 90 tells us. Here's verse 4. For a thousand years in your sight are as yesterday when it is past, or just like a watch in the night. That's what it says. That's perspective. Ten years for us seems like a long time sometimes in our life. Very few of us are going to circle the sun a hundred times while we're here on the earth. But all of those things are a blink of an eye 
for God. Even the thousand years that my family's at that church at Windheim, a thousand, blink of an eye for God. That's an eternal perspective from eternal God. And yet for all of his glory, for all of his ever-present and eternal nature, the, the God of heaven and earth is present also in the individual moments of time as well. And there's maybe none more important than the manger because it leads us to the moment of the cross and the moment of the empty tomb. God's timing is really good. Paul says it very well in Romans chapter 5. He says, while we were still, still sinners at just the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. God's timing is impeccable. See, all of history led to the manger. All of history led to the cross. All of history led to the empty tomb. And when I say the empty tomb, I don't just mean Jesus' empty tomb. I mean yours also. All of history, the history that we are living right now, all of 2023, all of 2024, all of it is leading to our empty tombs in the resurrection. And if you're going to number your days and do it with some perspective, that's the perspective you got to have if you're going to do it wisely. That's how we gain a heart of wisdom is we have the perspective of the resurrection. Remember, worldly wisdom looks at the limit of our days here on earth, and it responds out of fear by saying, live every day like it's your last. But divine wisdom, divine wisdom sees the limit of our days here on earth, and it responds out of faith saying, live every day knowing that you don't have a last. And see, living life in faith, living life in light of the resurrection, living life knowing that you are living eternal life right now means <clears throat> that you can let go of the fear of losing your life. While at the same time, at the same time, living each day and each moment of your life with a sense of meaning that is absolutely impossible outside of the Christian faith. And here's what I mean. On the one hand, wise living <clears throat> means living your life without fear of losing your life because you know by faith that your life is secure in Jesus Christ. Your life is secure because of the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ for you. So you don't have to be afraid of losing it because you're not the one hanging on to it. It's the God of heaven and earth that's hanging on to it. And it's a lot better than being afraid of losing something. You know what happens when you're afraid of losing something? You end up destroying it. Because you cling to it so tightly that in fear of losing it, you end up breaking it. You ever seen a little kid who thinks that you're going to take something from them? What do they do? They grab onto it as tight as they possibly can. They'll hold it like this. If they can, they'll turn away from you. They'll grab onto it and hold it so tight that if it's breakable or if it smushes, there's been more than one banana like that in my house. They'll break it every single time. Life works that way too. When we live life in fear of losing our lives because we think there's nothing after, we think that we got to hold on to it, we end, on, end up desperately holding on to our life, trying to find meaning or trying to find fulfillment or trying to find our, as much as we can for ourselves. Ecclesiastes talks about that. You know what it calls it? chasing after wind, what you end up finding is that there is no substance to those things, that they all break in the end. The more you hold on to the stuff in your life, the more you hold on to stuff for yourself, the more that you find that it's empty and it's vapor and it's broken. 
all of it. But Scripture tells us that we don't have to live in fear of losing our life, and in fact, perfect love drives out fear. Faith drives out fear because when you know there's a resurrection, when you know there's a God who loves you, when you know that there's something after this life is over and that something is more fulfilling than anything in this life possibly could be, you don't have to cling so tightly to this life and the things of this world. You don't have to fear losing your life so much. You don't have to treat the end of your life here on earth like it's the end of your life completely because you know your life is secure in Christ Jesus. And so we don't have to fear losing it, but on the flip side, we can live this life with a sense of meaning that is absolutely impossible without faith. You know why? Because our little lives, the 80 or so years that we get to spend here, faith tells us that they are part of something bigger, something eternal, something that lasts far beyond ourselves. And absolutely nothing else can give you that. Because, see, if, you're, if your beginning is meaningless and your end is meaningless, then that means everything in the middle is meaningless too. But faith and eternity and meaning that comes from God means that the things that you do, they actually do matter. They actually do make a difference. And they actually do last after you're gone from this earth. The faith that gets nurtured here, it matters. The faith that you pass on to the people around you, it matters. It matters because God uses you as a Christian to impact the spiritual lives of the people around you. You know the real beauty of faith? The real beauty of faith is it tells us that even in the smallest moments of our lives, God is there every single time. The baptismal font back in Vintime where my family's been baptized for centuries, the God of all creation was present every single time there was a baptism at that baptismal font. Every single time water was poured over the head of one of my ancestors, God was there. When you were baptized, God was there. When your friends and your family were baptized, God was there. And here's the thing. It's not just the obviously spiritual stuff either that the Bible talks about God being present in. When you're making a meal for your family, when you're taking a math test, when you're scrubbing the floor, God is there. And you know why? Because God works through you, through your vocations, your roles in your life, to do things like provide food and intelligence and cleanliness and all kinds of other stuff to his people and to his creation. See, there's a sense of meaning that comes from faith that is not present anywhere else because those things last. Those things that you do, they last. Even if you have to do them over and over again. I'll be honest with you guys, I can't stand cleaning the kitchen. I, maybe you guys love cleaning. I, I cannot stand cleaning the kitchen. I have to do it all the time because I'm the cook in our house, so I, I tend to, to do a lot of kitchen cleaning. But it drives me nuts because I think it, it's never, ever clean enough. Have you had, where you walk around the kitchen and you look around and you see some dirt or a nook or cranny or something like that when you think you're done? Oh, every time. 
the perspective of faith, I'm not going to lie to you, it doesn't make it any more fun for me to clean the kitchen, especially when I'm scrubbing out the sink for the fifth time in one day. It doesn't make that any more fun. But what it does mean is that I can look back on that stuff and I can realize that there is eternal meaning in those things. That there's meaning that goes beyond what I can see and goes beyond what I think is actually happening and goes into the eternal plan of God because there's meaning in keeping your family well-fed and keeping your family living in a place that's clean and keeping your family living in a place that's safe. We don't just do that for ourselves. We do it for the people around us. We do it because we're, be, we're given responsibility by the God who saved us. And we'll only get a little bit of time to do it. For me, with my family and my kids, there's only a few short years in, in my life that my kids will be at home. And then they'll be gone. They'll be someplace else. My vocation will change. Their vocation will change. It'll be different. We only get a few short years to do that stuff. But they're things that are eternally meaningful, even the most menial of tasks. And that is true for every single one of us in our God-given vocations. You don't have to have a family to do that. You don't have to have kids to do that. It's true in our vocations to our family, to our friends, to our coworkers, to the people around us. We do these things not just for ourselves, but also for them. And also for the God who saved us. See, the heart of wisdom, the heart of wisdom is knowing that your life is secure in Jesus Christ forever and ever, and knowing that our days here have meaning because they're part of something eternal. They're part of something that God has been doing for all of history. And with that perspective, with that perspective, we can live our lives full of faith and free from fear. With that perspective, we can live every single moment of our lives wisely with the wisdom of God, not the wisdom of the world, knowing that our days are numbered, knowing that we only have one shot at this life, knowing that our little part in this world is actually part of something much bigger. It's actually part of the eternal plan and purposes of a loving God. But also knowing that when this life is over, we have eternal life to look forward to. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding guard our hearts and our minds, keeping them steadfast in Christ Jesus.